0: Today is Monday, January 25th, and you're listening to The Morning Announcements. I'm Sammy Sage. Welcome back from your first weekend in Biden and Harris's America. I hope it was everything we wished for and more. On Friday night, the New York Times broke a bombshell story about Trump's attempts to use the DOJ to overturn the Georgia election results. Here's what happened. Remember a few weeks ago when Trump made a perfect call to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger asking him to overturn the electoral results? It's now coming out that at the same time, Trump was also plotting to replace Acting Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen at the DOJ because he was refusing to send a letter to overturn the Georgia election results. The Times describes, in their own words, an apprentice style presentation in front of Trump between two men named Jeffrey. I wish I was kidding about this part. Jeffrey 1 was the acting Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen, and Jeffrey 2 was the head of the DOJ civics division named Jeffrey Clark, who apparently was willing to use the DOJ to overturn the Georgia results. They each presented their arguments, and Trump was all but ready to fire Jeffrey Rosen. But a number of career lawyers at the DOJ all got on a conference call and agreed that if Rosen were to be fired, they would all resign en masse. The mass resignations would have resulted in a huge scandal, which was enough for Trump's advisors to be able to convince him that it was a bad idea to fire Rosen. But we all know what happened next, the casual deadly insurrection at the Capitol a few days later. Now, we're back to the question that I feel like I ask every episode. Will there be any accountability for this? Trump's impeachment trial in the Senate is slated to begin the week of February 8th, and approximately 7,000 National Guard troops will remain in DC throughout the trial, amid security concerns and the possibility of mass demonstrations. So far, it doesn't seem likely that there will be 17 Republicans who will vote to convict Trump, with Mitt Romney expectedly supporting conviction, while Marco Rubio called the trial stupid. With Trump off of Twitter, it's been easy to act like he doesn't exist, but if we've learned anything about this man is that he is never going to leave us. The Washington Post reported this weekend that Trump is considering creating a third party called the Patriot Party specifically for the purpose of primarying the Republicans who betrayed him, aka the ones who obeyed the rule of law such as Liz Cheney, Brian Kemp, and Lisa Murkowski. So what does this have to do with his Senate trial? Sources in Trump's orbit have claimed that he is using the threat of this party as leverage to prevent Republican senators from voting to convict him in the trial. Which sounds like kind of an even better reason to convict him and prevent him from ever being able to run for office again. If you need any more proof of the challenges that Republicans will face in holding Trump accountable, look no further than Arizona, where the state GOP censured John McCain's widow, Cindy McCain, Republican Governor Doug Ducey, and former Senator Jeff Flake. The censure was in reaction to their lack of alignment with the party, and by the party they mean with Trump. While the move is purely symbolic, it does actually symbolize quite a lot about where the state's Republican Party officially stands with regards to the MAGA movement. But let's not forget who won Arizona this year. Also this weekend, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks both gave their first interviews since their tenure with the Trump administration ended. Fauci spoke to MSNBC and the New York Times this weekend, revealing that he had not been allowed to speak freely and that he and his family had received death threats, including a mysterious envelope filled with white powder. It fortunately turned out to be nothing, but he did have to receive, you know, the full hazmat treatment. He also expressed that Trump would badger him to be more positive about the trajectory of the pandemic and that to his knowledge, no one was advising him about the science of COVID spread or treatment, other than the people encouraging him to promote hydroxychloroquine, of course. Dr. Deborah Burks went on Face the Nation yesterday and revealed some disturbing things about the administration's response. For one, she said that someone inside was creating a parallel set of data and graphics that were shown to the president, but she still isn't sure who. Also, that there were people in the White House who believed COVID was a hoax and that she and her direct report were the only two people who wore masks in the White House because they relied exclusively on testing. I mean, this would all be incredibly shocking if it weren't so completely obvious. (music) Lastly, we have an update out of Putin's regime. This weekend, protests broke out across Russia as a response to Vladimir Putin's jailing of opposition leader Alexei Navalny. Tens of thousands of people came out in weather as cold as negative 50 degrees Celsius in as many as 65 cities across Russia. More than 1,800 people were arrested by riot police, including Navalny's wife Yulia. Navalny released a statement from jail on Friday night assuring supporters he was in good spirits and, in case anything mysterious happened to him, that he was emotionally stable and not planning to harm himself. I mean, what do you think he could possibly be worried about? Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can help us grow by heading over to the feed to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want more of my news content, follow me on Instagram at Sammy, where I post news updates on my stories throughout the day. Also, be sure to follow and subscribe to the Betches Sup podcast for more in-depth discussion of today's news and follow at Betches Sup on Instagram. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.